0: This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Patricia Blondheim.
1: Welcome to the Good Neighbor Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia Blondheim, and today we have Good Neighbor Kevin Job. And Kevin is the CEO of Your Real Next Step here in Tuscaloosa, which is a Nonprofit organization, Kevin. How are you today?
0: I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, it's my pleasure. Um, tell me about your real next step.
0: Well, um, the history. Well, behind it is um, your real next step is kids need to start preparing for their next step in life. It it doesn't matter as young as they are from kindergarten. You go pre-K to kindergarten, kindergarten, first grade, first grade to second grade, but they need to prepare. And the biggest story the world has told was that, that, you can fall and get back up again. It's not true. So many people have, that knows people in their personal life, they done failed and never got back up again. Or, you know, guys need to be playing NFL but didn't get it because they made one mistake. One mistake can mess you up. So uh, my whole goal is to prepare the kids and the youth of this generation and older people too, to prepare for their next step in life so they won't fall.
1: So what I'm kind of getting from this is that you do individual coaching life coaching in a way for, um, for youth primarily or, youth. People, or people who, um, are in a place where their next step maybe is a little precarious, you know, um, they might make the wrong step, not putting enough thought into it or not getting enough coaching or, um, you know, a good advice. Right.
0: Um, yes, ma'am. Um, the way, way it's going is, um, We've partnered up with the uh, Northport Housing Authority. We're partnering up with them to even, you know, the real next step to people in housing authority that they, they don't have to stay there long term. We have to teach them. We're going to teach them um, fundamentals uh, of budgeting, keeping a budget, how to get a bank account. It's everybody. It's just not kids. It's just I started with the kids, but I'm really because my whole goal was it was it was a two step process. Get the kids and then get the parents, and the household changes. Uh, so so that's where I'm at with it. I'm with it even teaching uh, some of the young ladies, young men. And one thing about it is if you prepare and teach yourself how to cook, you can provide for your family. You can be able to – you won't have to go pay anybody to tell you how to do budget your own balance because we're going to teach them to do checkbooks, stuff they're not doing in schools anymore.
1: Right, right. And, and what we've ended up with, I mean, if I, can, if I can interject a little bit and feel free to object if I'm not on track, but I have found that there's a whole population of what I call, and I think it's traditionally called the unbanked. That means people who don't have a banking entity attached to their life, right? Uh, um, mm-hmm. A checking account, a savings account. Um, often, yep. they, they don't have IDs, um and they really don't know how or why that is important because they don't know the next step after that
0: well and, and i tell you it's crazy that you said that that it's so real because i was one of those people I have worked all my life. I've been working, but guess what? I just didn't trust banks because when I remember my granddad and I had money, didn't trust the banks because they grew up in that time where you couldn't trust banks. But now that's that's me. So that's my real next step is learning how to get a bank account, get a savings account, put back for a rainy day. I call it the what I call is the ant mentality. I said, we need to have an amp mentality, even with your finances, putting back, putting back all, because you're going to have that winter season. You're going to have that rough time or, or what we call now, even COVID. You having to be outside of work. you Then you have something already put back. So that's what I call my amp process, because um, I try to teach them this. You always need to put back. If you don't put back $10 out of a check, if, if by the end of the year, it'll build up.
1: Yeah, it'll build up, but yeah. I think the perception with, I mean, there's, we could get, we could dive really deep down this rabbit hole and I'm going to try not to do it, but I feel really passionate about this because I have taught this in my life in the past to many, many, many groups of people. And I feel really passionate about it the way you do that, um, that there, that you need to have direction in it. Let's just talk about your financial life. You have to have direction in your financial life. You have to know where your priorities are and you have to classify your spending in a different way. Right? So to me, I really enjoy going out and getting manicures and having my hair done. I really enjoy it. And if I have the money, um, the discretionary income to do it, I will go and do it. But first I will do the most loving act I can. And that is I will save for myself. I will put my money away. And then that being the primary love that I show for myself, after that, I can show other forms of love for myself, right? And then I can be secure enough that I can make decisions that are good for me financially, and good for my family financially. So I, what I hear is that you're teaching people a thought process similar to this,
0: Well, yes ma'am yes ma'am um what it is that too but i think we haven't exposed some people haven't been exposed to it because and i and i, and I could say my opinion on why they haven't been exposed to this, but i think in general is because different schools focus on different things um i feel like that but it, the community. We don't have the community we used to have. You know, the community used to look out for each other. If you went to, you know, my grandma, my granddaddy, and my mom and dad always told me before you go to the store, count how much money you got. Mm -hmm. Know how much before you go in there. Just don't go grab something. But that's the way we're doing. I think we're doing in life now is we grab stuff and then we figure out, oh, well, I don't have enough money for that. Then it's too late. You get up to the county. Now you get embarrassed. So you spend the money you didn't have anyway then you get in debt and, debt and debt and debt and debt and debt and it just grows and then you get overwhelmed.
1: Yeah, that's huge. So tell, tell our listeners about Kevin, how did you, how did you get on this path? What was your journey?
0: Um, well, once, once again, I'm, um, I didn't say it earlier, but I, I used to coach over at Riverside um, um, in Northport, Alabama. And I was always taking the kids under my wing and, and we'll follow them. Like right now, I have a group of young men that coach me. I think they're like 21, 22, in between 22 and 24. And um, they're back. And we're, we're ready to start a youth program where they're going to be doing the coaching football, basketball, baseball. But it's giving back to the youth because I've always told them I'll be here. And, you know, it was just one day I was in COVID. My, well, my whole family had COVID. And I was sitting there. And uh, I took care of him. God blessed me to not get sick at all. So I took care of the whole family for a m- whole month and a half. Uh, and he told me while I was sitting there, get legit. And I was like, look, I heard God tell me, you know, just you have to line up. So that's when I started your real next day. gave it to me, uh, your real next step. So that's how I got involved with it. And now it's just living what I've always been doing. I just got legit because now uh, I can help get resources to the people that need help and I'm you know when you legit more people want to help
1: so tell us do any people do, do is are there any misconceptions about um about what it is that you do that people might have
0: well um i think the biggest thing is that uh come to find out about nonprofits and and when, and it's in this area period is that we do it for the money. That's the, <laughs> that's the biggest one. And it's not because I tell anyone it's no money in preventing kids going into the system. So that's totally what the system is <laughs> not built for them. the system is to make money out the kids when they're in the system. And I just keep it. out it Uh Mine is a preventive program. We don't even want them to get in there and, and we don't even want them to touch it. We don't, we want to get a, we want to converse and change their minds when they're young. So that's why. My goal, like right now, I have over 60 kids at Matthews Elementary School, and I am uh, just started about four weeks ago uh, at uh, Eccles Middle School. So we're going to take them all the way up to high school and um, make sure they get to where they want to go. And you catch I said where they want to go. See, that's I think the biggest problem is we try to send kids or put kids where we want them to. They're never comfortable, so they don't make it because they're not comfortable. So then they're fighting with do I really want to do what I'm doing? So. My goal is to get the kids. What do you want to do? If you want to art, hey, it's my job to get you to wherever you be the best artist you can be. If you want to be uh, anything, you want to be a car washer. I'm going to get you where you want to be. You want to be a cop, lawyer, and God has blessed so many people in my life that in different areas, I can have all of that. So any kid that want to do anything, I have people that are standing up to be mentors but let the kids come out and watch them. Um, learn about different business stuff. It's just a, it's a big, big world out there. And the key is we just have to introduce them to something other than what they're introduced to every day is negative and evil. So we have to introduce them, let them fall in love with something else.
1: So you need, you need mentors and I'm Um, just going to come. Sorry, I I talked over you. We've got a slight delay. So you and I are going to trip over each other occasionally, but go ahead and say what you were going to say.
0: Um, we need mentors, but we really, we need, um, we need people that feel like they're being led, first of all, to sow into, to sow into your real next step where we can have the finances to do what we're trying to do because nothing's free. Um, and I tell you, we, that's the biggest thing we have right now because one thing my program is trying to take the burden off of some of these parents because, how bad it is. I remember when my mom couldn't couldn't afford something. We couldn't do it because she couldn't afford it. I don't I want that burden away from parents because I know how bad it is to feel as a kid. You can't do it because of financials. So my biggest thing, we took uh 27 kids to camp, all paid for this past summer, uh by donations and people uh uh sewing to the um uh, to the nonprofit, which was awesome because we went down there. 27, 27 got saved, bapt. Twenty five of them got baptized in the <laughs> in the lake at camp. Some of them had never been to camp, but they got baptized in water uh, at the camp. Um, so you know, it, it speaks for itself with all their parents' permission. So it, it speaks for itself, and they're right now. I'm telling you, it's amazing. When I just got on the phone maybe uh, last week. But one of the grandparents was like, "Man, whatever y'all did, keep doing it. <laughs> that kid transformation, because we had kids that were walking around the street at 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night, 10, 11 years old. Now they want to go to Bible study. Now they want to read the Bible. They want—I mean—and thing is that it's nothing I could do. It ain't nothing you real nuns nice step did. We allow God to move, and we introduce them to God. That's what it's all about—introducing, introducing our kids to something different. Okay? They used to listen to the rap music. They listened to doing all that, but." Let's try to introduce them to God, and then let God do His work.
1: Yeah, you're also introducing them to community.
0: True, well, that's the biggest thing because we asking. I think it's kind of backwards uh, if you if, if you look into it. We're asking kids have self esteem, love yourself, but what are we giving them love? Love comes from the Holy. It's an attribute of the Holy Spirit. So until you can't, like I couldn't love my wife. Let me give a shout out to my wife Ashley Show. Oh, best wife in the land, uh, but I want to. I couldn't love my family. I couldn't love my kids. I couldn't love my neighborhood. I can't love God's people without having the Holy Spirit. And I know it's you know I I don't push my religion on anyone, but I tell you this: I know for a fact I couldn't love me. I couldn't love me without without God. So now I can love me. I'm in a position to love other people, so other people can see the same love that I have. They they want it, and our kids are. Screaming for it. and all we can do is introduce them to him. And and man, it, it, it was amazing how God worked. You know, them singing the songs and and let them work, and they wanted to be saved. I didn't push nothing on them. They they we told the stories of uh, David and Goliath, and that's when all the kids wanted to come up and get saved after that, because I told them how the story of um, David. No one looked at David being who he was gonna be everybody looked at david as oh he was a little sheep boy the shepherd and all the brothers was up front flexing and big muscle and i said how many y'all think about this how many people right now live like that right now they don't think they're not worthy enough to be used by god they're not worthy enough to be great people but that's not true everybody's good everybody's great you have muscular people you got people that's not everybody's great in god's eyes god can use anyone and that's what i told him i said but how many in your situation because of where you live or the background you in, people has washed you away. Are not looked at you because where you're from. And uh, and we were talking to kids. We're not talking to 14, 15, 16 year old kids. We're talking about nine, even low as five years old was there. And they all said the same thing. They feel it. So that was the decision they made, you know, and, and I don't I don't apologize for it. I just I just say thank God and keep it moving, you know. And I am a member of Church of the Highlands too. <laughs>
1: So. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, tell me, let's change gears just a little bit and talk about uh, what you and probably your your best wife in the world, Ashley, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Y'all, what y'all do for um fun when you're not doing this?
0: Oh, man. You know, it, it's amazing that um I got to tell you, for fun, really, man, we go to church. I think that's, that's kind of weird. <laughs> but um really, we meet doesn't matter where I'm at. If I'm out of town working, I get back for 4.30 service on Sunday. Me and my wife, we, we, it's our pack. Wherever we go, even if I go out of town to work, we try to get back at 4.30 service. Always in there. if we don't get back, we watch it together online. But, um, for fun, I mean, we do, man, we bowl. We do a little bit of everything. You know, um, we let go. We, we, we go to movies. We go to bowling, um, Man, but I think we both get more joy out of serving people though. I don't know if that's kind of weird, but you know, people I like I, I see joy out of, of actually God using me to help other people. So that's my best joy of being able to serve.
1: I don't think it's strange at all. Um, and probably it will it will figure into my next question, which is, you know, what is a life challenge that maybe put you on this path or made you a stronger person?
0: Mm. Uh, the path is because of being put away from where who you are and where you come from. Um, I was not I was not your nice guy, you know. <laughs> so challenges. Um, I really feel like in this situation, if I can look at a character in the Bible and think of who I am, I think Saul. I think Saul so. so has got had the masquerade experience because that's what I had. I had real real, and, and, and I'm pushed by that but um the challenges of being everything I'm doing now I used to laugh at other people I used to uh not not take it serious not want to do it I was always focused on myself and crucifying other people oh you do you do, you do that but I just think when when God met me uh that may that May morning that Thursday, the first Thursday of May, is was awesome because I remember I was at I was at my friend's living room, and that's when he totally took control of me. And um, man, it was it was it, it's unexplainable, but I can only tell you what I was told because I don't remember any a lot of it. But it, it was told like God with me. It's it was a true battle. The flesh did not want to give up, but when he did, and and I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I woke up, man, I remember, all I remember is when I, when I, I was light as a feather, I, I felt like I was floating, um, I felt like, um, all the burdens of the world was gone, and, and I was a different creature, I didn't want to cuss anymore, I didn't want to drink anymore, I didn't want to smoke anymore, I didn't want to do, and I didn't do anything, so, and that's why I tell people, you know, I, I tell people that. I thank God He took me through what He took me through. So be I can tell somebody it doesn't take a long time for you to. When your heart get right, when you're ready to fully change, you'll change like that in an instant, just like Saul. Because that's why I say my experience, I tell everyone, have a, ask God to give you that Damascus World experience. Because then can't no one tell you. You know you better than, like you know yourself, like I know myself. I know I don't never cry and I mean, I was boohooing and everything, so that, that's not me. My wife would tell you ain't, ain't aint too many people walking this earth river saw me cry and that's, I mean it's just beyond it so and, but that's when I knew it was like totally you' become a new creature because you come new because you feel those then you can love that's the new person and you you care about other people feel you care about hurting other people you care about how other people feel about you you know so uh I can tell.
1: I I did not know the Kevin that you referred to before, but the Kevin that I'm in the studio with right now is definitely the loving Kevin. There's no doubt about it. So what, before we go, what's one thing you would like to leave people with about your real next step?
0: Man, we here, uh, we're here for everyone. Um, that's one thing I'm working with. Um, Housing Authority and the city of Norport. we're just trying to, man, we're just trying to give it to everybody, not just to Northport, Tussle everywhere. But, you know, we just want people to know we're here. It's not, it's not just for black, not for white, not, it's not for the rich, not for poor. Everybody needs to prepare for their next step. Kids, education, um, I'm be launching. I want our I want our middle school kids to start thinking about college now, not waiting till they get to high school. You know, that's the thing I'm coming in because our kids need to know. And I get and I do help a lot of. I, I didn't mention it. I'm sorry. I do. I work at the camps. Uh, Nick Saban football camps. I do down there in UA. So I have a lot of connections that I've been talking to coaches all over the country. And when they look for guys or someone in this area, they'll call me see what I think, you know, or I'll send them film. So that's one thing they say is, why we don't take the ACT early? Like, it doesn't matter. They need a score. So that's one thing I want them people to know is you have to have an HTC score for them to actually look at you so you can be put on the board. So even if it's a low, it doesn't matter. Like, I think my son took it, he, he got a 19 in the 7th grade. So you never know what your kid is able to do, but just get a number so people can actually look at you. Then Then you get put into the clearing house, but you know, that's a whole nother story, but we're here to, your real next step is here to prepare everybody, no matter who it is. old, young. we're, We're, if you got something going on that you need some help with, Hey, you can contact us.
1: That's wonderful. How can listeners do that? How can they contact you? Maybe, maybe to donate, maybe because they're a mentor, maybe because they have need. How do they contact you, Kevin?
0: Um, you can get us at, um, Your your real name step at uh, Outlook.com is our email. You can email us or you can call 205-207-4743 or you can call 205-886-5947. And um, we will give you a call back. Um, You can leave a message or you can email our um, same way as on Cash App. It's your real next step uh, on Cash App and on Venmo. So, um, and you will, you know, we'll get a letter, letter of uh,
1: donation and everything. So, that's wonderful. Well, we're at the end of the year and people are thinking about charitable donations, and I can't think of a better place to put it.
0: Man, we, man, we, we go to work and, and we also ask you not just donate, participate. Um, we had a big donor this past time that can't actually came to camp and helped out. So, you know, it doesn't, if you feel God leading you, come on, don't, don't be afraid. Uh, we're not, we're not someone that says, don't let anyone in. We, we're we for all the people. So it doesn't matter. And if you don't have a church and you're in the Northwood area, you're coming to Tuscaloosa, hey, church of the Highlands, good place to stay, good place to go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right, Kevin. Gosh, it's been a pleasure meeting you and hearing about your real next step and, 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 Learning more about maybe how I can help. So, thank you.
0: All right. All right. Oh, I forgot to tell you, uh, I am also part of the ZBA uh, of Norport, too. I'm the uh, vice chair of the Zoning Board of Adjustments. So,
1: oh, okay. All right. So okay, let- great. So, wh- so, what does that mean?
0: The Zoning Board of Adjustments is where anything in the code um, like that you have, you can apply for adjustment, uh like a hardship if you have a hardship where some you can't give, maybe it'd be if you got a business and you have uh it says you need hundred hundred and twenty in the cold parking spots, but you're not gonna do that much business or you need to come you come to our board and which our board is pretty much um is it's one of the high boards and people think only one that can change for us is a judge. So put that in the content only the judge a judge uh, judgment can can change one of ours the council can't so
1: okay great so you're um you're one of the people out there that listen
0: i listen to everybody's complaints good and bad
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right that's awesome kevin it's been great having you in the studio thank you for stopping by
0: oh thank you and thank you for having us Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Northport. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to GNPNorthport.com. That's GNPNorthport.com. Or call 205-809-4910.